0: This is the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Duggan, hey, I appreciate it was a little bit different for Virgil Van Dijk when he came in a couple of years ago and scored on debut to win a Merseyside derby, third round of the FA Cup. Well, in that kind of context, I just wonder how ready Minamino is to maybe come in and make an impact for you now. I think it's pretty much the same situation. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Virch was injured, eh, right? Before, I'm not sure you when see, he before, when he. he kept, well, I'm just thinking about the adjustment. I know, I know. But he it, he yeah. he played. He didn't play for a while, I think, for Southampton. So when he came in, I remember the morning session. I decided it in the morning <laughs> because it was not the the, the the actual plan. And then in the morning, I, th- um, I just thought, come on, why not? Let's give it a try. And it was obviously. A, That time a good decision, Um, yeah. And now Takumi is here. Had now three sessions with the team. That's not so much, eh? but um, uh, yeah, it's football still. So um, he had kind of a time off when Salzburg star had went into winter break. At the time, off there, wasn't we were not allowed to bring him here and train with us in that time. So he was back in Japan, which was nice as well. Um, yeah, so he came here in a good uh, in, in a good shape, and um, so let's see. Given it's the Merseyside derby, given you've also spoken the to rest some of your players as well. Did as I? You view this tie at the home, Did I? You kind of alluded to it last night after the game needed to rotate a little bit, you weren't going to give away your entire team selections. How, how can I rotate? A little bit. Little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we'll see, it. that's how I said. Um, it's a, for us it's the day after the game, so it means we are still um, assessing the boys, everything, um, how they feel, how they um, reacted on the game last night, which was an intense one. Um, we, the boys played an incredible game. That was only possible because we invested a lot, um, we were dominant, ran a lot, all that stuff. So um, we have to see. I cannot, I couldn't make a lineup in this moment, even if I want to. Um, and that's a, that's a, the thing. That's what I said last night. So I have to make sensible decisions, obviously, about these things. So can I force anybody in that game and, and say, whatever happens, I don't care? It's the last game of the season. It is not. But that's always like this. If it would be now a league game against um, Everton, or if it would be uh, another game, if it's not the last game of the season, you have always the, the same things to think about, um, and that's what that's what I have to do. Still, I cannot, I didn't, couldn't finish that thinking process so far. So um, that's it. So we will see. What we try to do is that we bring in a team who is um, capable of doing the physical stuff in that game. I, I, I heard a little bit what Carlos said this morning, um, and they are obviously on fire, no surprise, and um, we have to make sure that we are ready for that. Um, that's why I said last night that we need the crowd, because that's the only advantage we have really in this cup game. There's no favourite, there's no, nothing, there's just two teams who play each other, um, in this case two teams from the same city, so it's a derby, it's a big one. Um, but. Um, for that, yeah, But the, how I said, the only advantage we have is our is our, it's in our stadium, so let's use that um, and give you everything, that's the plan. I know some of who will be asking even more again. the we just wanted to check some on players who have been injured, but we hear there have been inquiries for as well, Ryan Brewster uh, and Nathaniel Klein, just wonder what do you expect to happen with them during this month now that the transfer window is open? <sighs> first of all, if nothing happens, and Rien will be in the squad tomorrow, so that's the first thing. Um, and then we will see. I really like your desire to ask these questions always. But did I ever give an answer on it? What we will do with the players in the, in the tr- time, yeah. <laughs> Do I really? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, can't remember that. Um, um, Kleine is, is still, is obviously in a good way. He's still recovering. Still doing the rehab stuff from. Bad injury, but um, Kleine usually is, a, or was his whole career, always a natural fit player, so he will be 100% fine after that. But um, job, nothing else to say about that. But um, Rien is obviously much further, so he will be in his training for five days, six. Was out for too long, so it was only a little thing, but um, enough, but he was not available, and um, and now um, it's he's back in training, and so he will be involved in the squad. Hmm. Yeah, a tiny knot. Just if I may continue on that list, then probably top of the list, maybe with Naby Kate. Are you any wiser to him, and is there any other good news with the other lads who are on the the list? I'm not wiser (laughs) with Naby because um, he will have a scan today. Um, I don't know exactly when, but um, somebody will tell me then what's the result of this. That didn't happen yet. yeah, that's all. I spoke very much to all of them now um, in the last um, in the last minutes, and um, so they all look good. Okocha Kiri looks good in a good way. Will not be available for tomorrow, but looks good. Oxley looks good. Um, Gel looks good. Uh, Dean Lovren spoke it last night, looking good. Fabinho out on the pitch. Doing the running stuff, all that. it's all, all all really all in a good way. How I said, our only problem is the games are coming so quick, so that's why there are no real news. So um, most of them will not be available for tomorrow night. But um, then we have from today on we have eight days, I think, to the next game, if I'm right. So we will see what, what what's then possible. After that, we have either another six or seven, or only three, because we have uh, the. Is the threat of a potential replay which is incredible eh? which is absolutely incredible whatever the FA has to say about that and all that stuff that's incredible that you put in um, yesterday and a journalist told me oh the end of the festive period what do you make of it uh, which which festive period is over so we play three days we play four days later we play five days later again way, which what is over so really so if people Whatever happens tomorrow, and how it is, you can win, draw, unfortunately, in this case, and lose. Um, people told me already a couple of times that I wouldn't respect cup competitions or stuff like that. That's really it's not true, just, but um, everybody's allowed to have his own opinion. But my first job is to respect the players. It's my absolutely number one job, and I see them every day. I see them every second. I see them all the time, and I have to make a decision: is it allowed to bring them again or not? So that's it. <laughs> and it looks like the federation around they try to make it a bit more tricky. Yeah? So and now we are constantly we're always talking to the teams who are in international competitions. Like we play three times a week, stuff like that. Now it hit really hard other teams. We are not in this, not that. The number of games usually over the year, like Newcastle, and looking at the situation like they had in the last game, and not start to think, would be really crazy, because it's just, I said all the time, the discussion every year that the managers speak, and it's always in the discussion, like we discuss it, and the rest think, why do what they are talking about? So it's just you lose four players in one game, that should not happen, it just should not happen, and it happened. Bournemouth injury it's like unbelievable <laughs> I don't know how many lost two in the game against us stuff like this so that's really sports science and sports medicine is 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 a good place but they cannot do miracles that's not possible so and we cannot have 30 40 player squads that's not possible and that's that's why we have to start. so that's um yeah so the possible replay in the week after tottenham I think it is You've got another two days. They, by the way, say always, it's a television. I yeah, just, I don't want to play, it. we'll that's what it. they but, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> two more days, obviously, to think about the team that you will put out against Everton, but and more often than not, you usually make a decision on your goalkeeper at least, so have, have you done that? Might it be the birthday boy who starts again against Everton in Adrian? Who Who is that? Oh, yes, I made a decision. In that position, I made a decision already. So you will see. <laughs> you will see. <laughs> um, Juliet, yeah. on the again? You, you said about the impact that. Well, you talk about Everton being on fire right now. I mean, he's been there in such a short space of time. Carlo Ancelotti. Does it surprise you the impact that he's had, but the fact that he seems the confidence that he's given within the squad it seems to be just rubbing off them as well, because he hasn't really made that many changes, has he? Uh, oh, yeah, look, that's that's management eh? as well. So, doesn't say anything about Marco Silva, for example, it's just that things are like this from time to time. Um, or anything bad about Marco Silva, it's just things are like this from time to time, but Carlo Ancelotti is one of the smartest people i ever met, and he would not have taken the job if we wouldn't have had a good squad, and we were all always convinced that the Everton squad is good, it's really, really good, they invest in a few years really a lot in the transfer market, they brought in really good players and it didn't work out for some reasons, but the combination of a good manager and a good squad helps from time to time in football, and um, Carlo is obviously somebody who can lift the group in a moment when he enters a room. So you have had now the press conference this morning, I'm pretty sure you left the press conference in a better mood than you than you came in. So he can ask you if there are any fans in the room Yeah. To. Yeah, we can imagine. And I hope twenty people showed up. <laughs> 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 Only one, not bad. What's your club actually then? <laughs> Impartial. Sorry? Impartial. Impartial I don't know that word. Impartial, that means. Pretty safe. Pretty safe. Ah, <coughs> you don't he's have just an just opinion. <laughs> it's that famous BBC, we don't have an opinion. That's good. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, yeah. No, it's, we are not live, right? Oh, we are live. Um, okay. No, he's just said that's, that's how it is. I, I, I've, when I heard it, I thought that's a, it's a proper combination. Yeah? So, and um, yeah. They will will do well, 100%, especially over the seasons, it's clear. But it's still a big challenge in the Premier League because there are other teams who are doing not too bad as well. So we have to see. Not too concerned about what Everton is doing, but um, in this moment, of course, because we play them in two days. And um, happy to see him again, to be honest. Um, We really, (laughs) without meeting constantly, we uh, always had a good time. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Jurgen, in this incredible season that you've had, there's only one team beaten a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool, if you like, (coughs) and that was Carlo Ancelotti's Napoli. What is so special about him? In terms of we know about what he's won, but you said he he changes things immediately. What what sort of qualities does he have as a manager? I'm sure uh, Carlo, (coughs) for sure, uh, plenty of biographies, autobiographies, and somebody's will read them. Them and then you know that it would take too long to tell now all the all the all the um, the qualities of Carlo Ancelotti. We lost that game in Napoli um, because there was a penalty which was no penalty, and. Forgot the other goal, but it was we didn't didn't play that bad. That's how football is—you can lose a game, but it wasn't that they outplayed us constantly or stuff like this. Yes, last year we lost there as well, but there we were not good, so that's always a reason as well. We tried to be good too uh, on Sunday, to be honest. So that makes already life slightly more difficult for them. But um, it's just, uh, yeah, football understanding—what he knows about the game, how he wants to play, how he um, sets up a team, mostly in a four-four-two. Meanwhile. Good organization, using the players in the right in the right positions, giving the group a good, creating a good, a very good atmosphere, and giving the group a good feeling for for, about themselves that they that he when he believes in them as a world class manager, what Carlo obviously is, it's easier for the boys to believe in them as well. So um, that helps, and that's obviously what happened so far. But uh, yeah, what I said, right? One of the 500 biographies, probably somebody wrote about him. Another clean sheet last night, how impressed have you been with the role that Joe Gomez has played for you since his return after injury? Very, but it's not a surprise, it was always clear that Joe started the last season except in the same shape he is now. Because of his age and all this stuff, still space for improvement, wonderful, but what a player was always clear, when he got injured. So, and then other guys, thank God, stepped up. So, people are very often pretty critical and stuff like this. We're talking about they and over anything. Well, we are good, and one day not too good. He played exceptional for us. Joel Marte didn't cost a penny when we brought him in. Um, so, what can that be? So, so we have four sensational, sensational centre halves. Unfortunately, they are not always all fit in the same home. But when they are. Then it's about timing. So, and that's what—that was the only reason why Joe didn't play, and um, now he plays. And now, then, but then he needed time to to get rhythm again, all that stuff, confidence, and all these things. And now he's exactly the the player I expect him to be. So, an absolutely outstanding centre half, and hopefully he can long, long, long may continue like this without any injury stuff like that. That would help a lot. And then um, the world is really bright. Its future is bright for him. So, because he's uh, that much of a talent and that really, really, really nice nice person, what um, helps as well. So the whole dressing room adores um, Joe um, because he's such a, a nice fella. And um, so that's good. So we are really happy for him that he can perform on that level, but it's necessary as well. So we need him in that shape. Otherwise, we would have some problems. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You said you respect the competition. I'm just wondering: the fact that you're playing Everton does that no. additionally influence your team? Selection? No. That would not be sensible, and I have to be. So if I, if I, if in, in the moment when I start getting emotional, and we are not during the game, it's not during the game, then all of us being with Liverpool have a problem. So I'm usually not emotional. I'm completely I try sorry, I try to make decisions because of the situation and not because of the opponent. So we respect them, how you can imagine, we respect the competition, respect what the people want us to achieve. That's a very important part of it. But I cannot do things because of the name of the opponent. David, anything from you? Obviously, fixture congestion over the festive period is something you feel really strongly about, and I just wondered, have you made representations to people above you at Liverpool, to maybe the the Premier League, the FA, UEFA, to to sort of solve those problems? Is that anything you you could push from that side to sort of push for those changes? I told what I had to say to UEFA personally. I told... The FIFA sometimes in interviews because I don't know anybody there really. Can't remember that any meeting where I could have been part of. Um, I don't think that the Premier League or the FA or the Football League is in any doubt about my opinion. Um, so I I just do that because my feeling is it's not because and I can say it again it's not because of me. I just do it because I think somebody has to speak for the players. That's my only concern. I don't think it's not one second about me. So, and, if, and it would be easy for all the players, and I would not speak one word about it. But enjoy each game. That's how it is, and I enjoy each game. But it's still there are still things to improve. So what, what, what there, 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 people always do like if you um, if you change something in a competition, then you would to change you you kill tradition or whatever. If the thing that yesterday we spoke, we spoke to, to I spoke to Chris Wilder after the game. Um, really nice, nice guy, nice person. And we just spoke about it randomly, pretty much. Uh, but he said, just the difference between the days when it was like this and always like this, and today the game is a massive difference. The boys last night ran thirteen kilometer thirteen kilometer to win a Premier League game and I can tell them come on try to run only eleven and so you will be fine for the next game. That it doesn't work like this. It's more, it's quicker, it's more physical, it's more demanding in all departments. So but the schedule is the schedule. So and that's that's the truth. The solution is bring all these people together and bring all the things by the way and the T V because people always say, yeah because but we, we we only get the money we get because of the number of games. I don't see that. I think it's all like always in life. It's about quality, not about quantity. So, if you have a good friend and you see him twice a year, brilliant, best time in your life. If you see him every day, you think after five days, what the heck? And it is. So that, that <laughs> could happen. Could happen. So, and that's with football. But what we do in the moment. We throw with football at the people, and like we, th- we throw them. I don't know that festive period. The twenty, how many games were on, the, on Boxing Day? So. There were maybe some men, probably, who were watching all of them. If possible, life. I don't think that's good for their relationship. To be honest, that would not good for mine. And I watch already a lot of football. Um, so just that's it. I really think all these plus TV come together, speak, and find, and try to think one time in all these, in all these negotiations. Try to think one time about the players. That's it, because without them, yes, without the money it doesn't work, 100 per cent, but without the players it doesn't work as well. But we have to make sure that the clubs as well, because the clubs have to be there as well, eh? that we send the right people who care, because the problem, of course, is that the football people, the real football people, like managers or sporting, we are not involved in these, in, in these um, talks. If there is a meeting, then they sit, sit uh, what is that? <laughs> he didn't listen. So um, other people, for us, they are sitting there, and they are not. They are not football. They are coming from all over the world, seeing together, owners and stuff like this. In our case, fantastic people. I can say it because I know them, and I don't think all the others are bad or whatever. So they will be fantastic people as well, but. They are not in the thing really, that's not that we need to talk with the football people and then I think there is a solution possible. And nobody will miss a game then at the end or think, oh, why I not I watch today a football game? There will be enough football, 100 per cent, we accept that 100 per cent, we love this game. But at the end we have to make sure that they all can come through and at the end the best team wins or whatever and not the most lucky with injuries and stuff like that. It's all part of the game, there will be injuries always, that's OK, but it's really that they all start at one point, Really talking to each other. And that doesn't sound so complicated to me, to be honest. For me, it looks like okay, we constantly solve problems with bringing the people together from the different departments and talk to each other, and then we try to solve it. That's how life works. So, in this moment, if you talk to one of them, they say, but. Then there are too much, too many games, and well, there are too many games, and the television is coming. If we cannot, if we cannot broadcast, this, uh, broadcast the game at 7:30 in the morning, then nobody will watch it in in, in, in the Middle East or whatever. All that stuff, though. So, but they just start talking, and I'm pretty sure there's a solution possible. And if you need me in that discussion, I'm I'm, I'm I go there. If I find time between the games, I mean, that's the thing. Though, is who do you think would be responsible for pulling all these people together? It would be now. Researcher, I say it would be me. As I, <laughs> I, so yeah, it's—I it, don't know. Okay, we talk about English football players as well. So I say the FA. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.